Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Has your team added a necessary piece for 2023 or did they lose a few that could set them back? It is Friday, May 12th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. The second portal window is closed. Let's talk some winners and losers of it. Robbie Weinstein put out a great article on 247sports.com giving his thoughts on the subject and he joins me now to discuss. Robbie, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lance. Uh, it's been a nice month of May in, here in Nashville. And uh, gosh, since the since the portal window closed, things have, have gotten certainly less chaotic. It, it was pretty crazy there for about 15 days. And now uh, uh, guys are you know starting to come to their decisions. And, and then they're uh, going to enroll for uh, summer workouts at the start of June. So we're starting to come toward, toward an end here. Yeah, certainly less chaotic, especially when you don't have to worry about most players potentially entering or not entering, right? You know that these guys have either made their decisions to already enter, and now they're just trying to figure out where where is next, or they've made their decisions to obviously stay uh, at the school they were at. So quick disclaimer, this article was solely about the second portal window, and that's what we will be talking about. Not the portal as a whole, dating back to when the season ended. So even though in the first window, your team may have added a couple big pieces, that doesn't mean that they can't necessarily be losers if they lost a couple big pieces in the second window. So let's start with a couple winners, then we'll get into those few losers. Auburn is one of the biggest winners of the second window, most notably, of course, adding Michigan State transfer quarterback Peyton Thorne and Ohio State wide receiver Caleb Burton. How impressed were you with the job Hugh Freeze just did filling these needs, adding competition, especially in that quarterback room, and adding other pieces well, adding other pieces as well to help build depth to this group on the planes that that needed a, sort of an influx in talent heading into 2023. Yeah, well, you know, whether it was by choice or just because of how it ended up, uh, you know, there was some risk for Auburn in terms of not having an incoming transfer quarterback from the winter window uh, and, and waiting until the spring because, um, you know, I think we had an idea that the spring was going to be a little bit slower, but it turned out to be even slower than a lot of people expected. I, I wrote an article about that uh, last week, I believe. And so to come out of the spring window with a proven starting quarterback in Peyton Thorne, that's pretty big for Auburn. You know,
know, regardless of whether Thorne actually ends up starting or not, I, of course, Robbie Ashford is returning and, and opinions vary on him. I, I think kind of a high upside guy who's a very good, very good runner. And, and we'll see how he develops as a passer under Hugh Freeze, who's kind of a quarterback whisperer. But this really helps Auburn uh, hedge its bets. You know, Peyton Thorne, two years ago at Michigan State, when he had a good supporting cast around him, was excellent. He took a step back in, in 2022. But, you know, I mean, the, the you know, a lot of this uh, was uh, was a matter of Michigan State's supporting cast falling off as well. And so, you know, honestly, I would have thought that I would have liked Auburn as even even bigger winner if they had taken Casey Thompson. I, I like him better than Peyton Thorne. But, you know, of course, Auburn, uh, Hugh Freeze is an expert for a reason. He seemed to prefer, prefer Thorne. And, and you know, regardless, they, they got a guy who I think is, is really helps their outlook for this coming season. You know, if nothing else, providing competition and, and depth, but most likely, I would say, as, as the starter. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, even if Robbie Ashford does end up beating him out, right? Having that second quarter, we've seen plenty of examples where teams that look to make bowl games, look to make prestigious bowl games, have had to use second quarterbacks in the past. So having that depth really is huge. You don't have to go to a guy in Holden Gurner right away who really hasn't played that much, if at all, in his college career. If they hadn't brought in Thorne, now you at least have a guy either behind Ashford or if Thorne started, you have Ashford behind him to just build that competition and build up that depth, which is so huge in college football today. And again, you just got to give credit where credit is due, whether it was Casey Thompson, who in fact they did have on a visit Auburn did when he first entered the portal or again the guy they ended up with Peyton Thorne just having that depth is really just so important and so big in Hugh Freeze's first year another team I want to talk about as a big winner USC right What's been the storyline with USC since the end of the season? It's can this defense get better? And they added two players in the second window that really should help this defense in a big way. Of course, one is Georgia defensive lineman transfer Barry Alexander. The other is Alabama defensive back transfer Traquan Fagans. Also added a couple pieces here and there too. But those two notably should go a long way in helping this defense get better from where it was pretty low, especially to end the season in 2022. Yeah, and, and Fagans is going to be interesting. He's a former uh, highly rated recruit at Alabama, and he only, I believe, spent one year there. Uh, he didn't play much, but it's Alabama. I mean, I, th- I think that's understandable, and I do expect him to bring some value to USC. Uh, I don't know, you know, I'll be interested to see whether, like, how much of that value is actually in 2023 as opposed to long term, but I think he could help them right away to some extent. Uh, Bear Alexander, I love that addition because to me, when I thought of USC's defense last year, a little, little soft, man, to be honest. Like, I, I think a uh, little, I think a little Robbie is being nice. A yes. Little is being yeah. nice. <laughs> well, Bear Alexander is anything but soft. Yes. I mean, he is going to plug that middle of the defense. It's going to be tough to run on him. I, I like what he did last season for Georgia. And I mean, breaking into a defensive line rotation at Georgia, that is incredibly tough to break into. So that, I mean, that's one of the, the biggest single additions uh, in the portal from the entire spring window, without a doubt. I, I, you know, both from a, an aspect of uh, the talent of the player, but also the need, you know, for USC. They've got all the all the talent on offense that they need to score all these points. Now they got to, you know, stuff the run game a little bit on defense. Uh, I, I would uh, be remiss if I didn't at least reference uh, Emmanuel Pregnon transfer from Wyoming. He's on the offensive side of the ball coming in at O-line, but I think he's a plug and play starter for them. He was a, a really quality player in the mountain 
West, one of the better uh, offensive linemen in that league. And I don't see any reason why he can't slot in as a starter at off on guard for USC. You also have to remember, especially on that defensive side of the ball in the first window, USC had a big acquisition of Anthony Lucas, the five-star, former five-star defensive line transfer from Texas A&M. So we knew that USC had to address the defense this offseason, whether it was in traditional recruiting, traditional high school recruiting, or the transfer portal. And they added both in the first window and in the second window, some big pieces that should help raise the talent level of that defense. And hopefully if you're Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch, get it to play a little bit better than it did in the uh, final final games of last season. Let's move on to a couple of losers now. We talked about Peyton Thorne with Auburn as a winner. Michigan State, the team he's leaving is a loser. They lost Peyton Thorne. They also lost their best receiver in Keon Coleman. Originally, they did lose Charles Brantley, one of their starting cornerbacks as well, but he decided to withdraw from the transfer portal and return to Michigan State. So a little bit of a win there for Mel Tucker, but this is a big year for Mel Tucker, right? Sign that big extension after you know their 11-2 and two or whatever it was season a couple couple of years ago, had a down year last season. It's it's a big one for him in East Lansing. And to lose Thorne, who was in a quarterback competition, there was no guarantee he was going to start for Michigan State. But Keon Coleman, losing your top receiver, your top returning receiver, that's a big hit to this Michigan State offense. Yeah, yeah. Coleman uh, has a lot of great programs after him. Florida State, I believe he visited Ole Miss, wants him, potentially LSU. I mean, I think that kind of tells the story. Uh, he he uh, posted over 700 yards receiving as a freshman. He's also a talented basketball player, really great athlete. He has a lot of upside, you know, in addition to already being a, a, a proven contributor for Michigan State. State. So that that hurts and it kind of compounds things that then Noah Kim, who, you know, was in the quarterback battle with uh, Peyton Thorne, who presumably will probably be the starter there for Michigan State. Well, now his top weapon on the outside is out the door as well. And honestly, my message to Michigan State fans, I, I definitely get the frustrations uh, with Peyton Thorne taking a step back last season, but be careful what you wish for because he was a good player two years ago when, when they had a really good talent around him. I, I mean, I think so much of that step back was was a product of the environment that Thorne was in. And uh, Noah Kim, you know, the, the they say the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy, uh, you know, within the fan base. Kim seems pretty promising, but, uh, you know, not much of a track record, certainly compared to Thorne, who, you know, did lead a team to an 11 win season in the, in the New Year's six bowl game. So I think this is this has been a really, really tough window for Michigan State. And uh, uh, they are not looking good for this season. I mean, it looks like they're probably going to miss a bowl game again as a result, partially of these uh, losses here in the spring. Yeah. And like we said, or like I said before, a big year coming up from Mel Tucker, right? He's got to try to right the ship, get them to a bowl game at the very least with how much he's being paid. Now, I'm not counting anyone else's money, but when you're given that big of a contract, the expectations rise. Certainly didn't meet them last year. It's important that he meets them this year. And based off of what Michigan State, the attrition they faced in the second window, not looking great for the Spartans right now. Let's go to our final loser. Now, a lot of people might say, look, brought in Sam Hartman. They obviously addressed their biggest need at quarterback from last year's team. How could you have them as a loser? But I remind you that this is about the second portal window, not just the transfer portal as a whole. Notre Dame in the second portal window, they lost wide receiver Lorenzo Styles, running back Logan Diggs, quarterback Tyler Buckner, and others as well. So while their big pieces didn't necessarily leave, they took a hit depth-wise and can't understate how important depth is to a college football team in the year 2023. So just what are your general thoughts on Notre Dame's second window and how they've done and what they've lost? They're kind of leaking oil, I think, to some extent. You know, these four players who went out the door 
I, I don't like, you know, they weren't crucial integral players, I would say, you know, as you alluded to, but, uh, you know, depth, I mean, this is a sport that revolves around depth, you know, considering the physicality of it and, and you know, how many injuries uh, happen in the sport of football and Notre Dame always plays a tough schedule. Like it, it's going to be tough to get through a season if you don't have quality depth and, and all four of these guys absolutely were quality depth. I, I mean, I think Logan Diggs could be a high quality starter, whether he goes to LSU or somewhere else. Uh, Lorenzo Styles is probably going to play a decent role for Ohio State. And even Tyler Buckner, you know, honestly, I'm not that high on him, but what if Sam Hartman gets hurt? Uh, he missed a couple games last season or one game. That was like uh, a health issue. So, I, you know, that was kind of random. But, uh, you know, if he just takes, you know, he gets a, he gets sacked and just falls to the ground and, and his shoulder, you know, hits the ground the wrong way, all of a sudden Notre Dame has a lot of questions at quarterback. Uh, so uh, it definitely concerned, like, it's possible that Notre Dame can get through this season and none of these losses really matter that much. But, uh, you know, you're a few injuries away from things looking really, really shaky. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it only takes one hit, right? And we talked about with Auburn how important it was to get Peyton Thorne in, even if Robbie Ashford ends up, ends up beating him out for QB1 uh, on the planes, just having him as a depth piece behind him in case something happens, in case they need to go to they need to go to Thorne. It's it's so crucial. Now you lose a guy uh, in Tyler Buckner who would have been that piece for Notre Dame to back up Sam Hartman. It's it's a tough loss, and you're going to have to rely on on quarterbacks behind Hartman that haven't necessarily had the same uh, playing time or playing experience as a guy like Tyler Buckner has had. So uh, definitely some. Um, depth lost for the Irish and some pieces they're going I, to have. I to would add this too. Like, I mean, consider where these guys are going. Lorenzo Styles went to Ohio State. Uh, Logan Diggs, potentially LSU. Tyler Buckner, Alabama, and Prince Colley. I have a crystal ball in for him to go to Vanderbilt. I cover the Commodores for 24-7. Uh, so all four are probably going to end up at the Power 5 level and potentially, you know, some of them, Colley's going to start at Vanderbilt if he goes there. Uh, so other Power 5 programs apparently view these players as quality contributors for the 2023 season. So, you know, even if maybe they were more likely going to be in reserve roles for Notre Dame, we don't know that for a fact until fall camp plays out. So I, I think it's telling that other other programs value these guys. And, and you know, if you lose four guys that uh, other Power 5 programs could see as starters, that's that's tough. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's a good point there, saying that they're all obviously going to or likely going to Power 5 schools, a couple of them already at Power 5 schools. And of course, you got to remember, there still are so many pieces in the portal. While the window has closed in terms of players being able to enter, the players that have entered are still looking for home. So a lot of these schools, whether it's Auburn, USC, Michigan State, Notre Dame, whomever, they could still add to their rosters over the next few weeks. You can read Robbie's full piece over at 247sports.com. Robbie, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily and have a good weekend.